News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Intolerant, nasty, grossly offensive, and 11,000 people laughed along. Those were the words of journalist Barry Egan, who was writing about Jick- Ricky Gervais in the Three Arena at his gigs this week. So, where is the line between funny and offensive? Does it exist and does it matter? I'm joined now by Steve Cummins, comedian, comedian himself. Um, Steve, what do you make of these criticisms uh, of Ricky Gervais? Are they fair? Well, look, it's, it's once again, it's Gervais is in the news for being offensive. I mean, of course he is. Like, he's, he's hilariously funny, but he's also picks really, really dark subject matter and he makes fun of it. At the end of the day, it's in his job description. He's a comedian. You know, I mean, those 11,000 people that, that are mentioned there in Barry's article, um, they paid money to go and see this. You know, it's not like Ricky Gervais is standing on the street corner and shouting at people. You know, you have to choose to go to see Ricky to see what he has to say. And yes, he picks offensive material deliberately, but he's done that his entire career. Like when he started off, he was on uh, the 11 o'clock show was when I first saw him. It was late on Channel 4. I think actually at the 11 o'clock. And he would come out and even I was shocked by just the close to the knuckle, just the subject matter he'd pick, and he'd still make it funny. But the he had a huge career up. Steve, people nowadays talk about, like, you can laugh at things for sure, but not punching down. He punches up, down, left, right and centre. But he does punch he down does. too. He does. He absolutely does. I mean, that's his, that's his style of comedy. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can choose to. You live and die on the stage by the words that you say. I couldn't know. I wouldn't. The vast majority of subject matter that Ricky Gervais chooses, I wouldn't make fun of. See, I wouldn't make jokes around because for two reasons. One, because, you know, personally, it made, made me feel bad. But also, you have to be incredibly skilled to take a very dark subject and actually make it funny. You know what I mean? Sorry, is it my also dog's that, to go crazy and bark the, the cat. Don't worry. Sorry. Is it also <laughs> that, that he's, he's very famous, that he, he is protected, that if a comedian who was less well-established made the kind of jokes that Ricky Gervais is making nowadays, he mightn't, he mightn't get anywhere in his career. He could be cancelled. Well, once again, when he started, he started off like this. You know, long before The Office and long before, you know, extra. But the cancel culture thing wasn't as rampant then. It, it I wonder if he was in like the laughter lounge or somewhere like that at the moment. Would he would he get away with the things he says in the three arena? I know what you mean. If like, for example, like I, actually, if you want to see me in the laugh lounge, I'm there tonight. <laughs> Good stuff. The, um, Go along, well, Steve. It's very it's funny. Just, uh, thank you very much. Um, obviously, as I said, you live and die by what you say. Like if I went onto the stage tonight and I said something really offensive uh, and that wasn't funny, the audience are going to react accordingly. They're either just not going to laugh, they might boo, they might come up to me afterwards and they might say it. Like I stand by my words. You know, it's like if I write something, you know, I'm not there the second someone reads it. So I can be distanced from it. If I'm online, I could do the same thing. But when you're in a room filled with people, I mean, they're going to come up to you and they're going to say and do and say. And is that what saves him, do you think, from this? Because, I mean, Barry in his article says um, freedom of speech can, of course, sometimes morph into what some people would call hate speech. In 2016, Ricky Gervais was called transphobic over a joke he made about Caitlyn Jenner. He's also said things he said in Supernature in 2022, his Netflix special. I like the old fashioned women. Oh, God, you know, the ones with wombs. The, and then he yeah. says those effing dinosaurs. Uh, like, does he get away with some of it because he's actually funny? Like, or or, or is it the offence that he causes the, fun, I, the funny bit? It, it could be a mixture of both, but you have to remember as well, I mean, comedians for years, actually since time immemorial, have been kind of there to shine a light on things and make us look at them in a different way. Like, from now this is going way back, court jesters 
were there in court to make fun of the king, right? They were there to entertain, but they were also make fun of the king so that he would, you know, almost critically think about what he's doing and then go way forward. Lenny Bruce in the 60s in the United States, he basically changed um, almost freedom of speech law just by his refusal to capitulate. Then, say, the George Carlin after that, in the, in the 70s, Dave, uh, Dave Allen, our own Dave Allen, he really took on the hypocrisy of the church. Oh, he did. The 80s, I remember. My parents yeah, wouldn't have him on in the house, Steve. They wouldn't well, let course, and he, But he was hilarious. And actually, if, if you get nothing from talking to me today, if you get a chance, ask, go onto YouTube and just look, Dave Allen and Did You Fart? It's a very simple sketch he did. It's hilarious, right? It's just, but I won't, did I won't you fart is kind of innocent. What about people who would say about the likes of Ricky Gervais? Because as I said, he does punch up, down, left, right and centre that he makes jokes hmm. about disabled people. He makes jokes about trans people. He, he, he you know, he, he lampoons minorities. He, he does all of those things. And what about people who say, well, you know what? That only emboldens people who are bigots. That only emboldens people who are racist or transphobic or what have you. And that therefore he shouldn't make those jokes. Well, you think, look at it in a slightly different way. I like my racists to be emboldened. I like them opening their mouth so I can call them out and I can see who they are. You know, if you've got But racists, what about people who say, maybe you like that, Steve, but you're not black? What do you mean? Sorry. Well, you like your racists emboldened, but if you're a black person, you might not like your racists emboldened. No. Well, well, no, I would think, no, it's not. It, that's, that, that's not at all. I mean, I mean, if, you know, your average racist who likes to sit quietly in corners and they've got racist thoughts and they have racist action, but you never hear about it. Uh, I'd rather that they, were, they felt, oh, I can say this, and then everybody can land on them. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying everyone should be rattling off racist jokes and what have you. And I, I remember, like, in the 80s was when I first started getting into comedy, in the late 80s, and when it was really, it was such a change. Like, the, the, the Bernard Mannings and the Roy Chubby yeah. Browns of the day were just, and they weren't just, you know, it wasn't a joke about race. It was a racist joke. Yeah, and where, I, is, you know, is that the difference with Ricky Gervais? I suspect Ricky Gervais is not anti-people with disabilities, is not transphobic, is not of any of those not. things. I think he's saying, I should be allowed to joke about whatever I want. I think that's what he's actually saying. He's not actually, what's driving him is not a desire to insult the people per se. It is a desire to say, I'm not being policed by you guys. I'm going to say anything and everything because that, that's what comedy is. Precisely. I mean, when, if you look at it, like um, in any issue, mod- to modern day issues now, you're not really allowed to argue about things. If you, if you have an opposing viewpoint to, the, say, the vast general public, you're instantly targeted and labelled as something. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if, you're, and like, if we don't talk about things and we don't argue things out, what will happen is people get massively entrenched in their positions because they've never had a chance to sit down. So suppose they have an issue with, with trans, say trans in sport. And if they try and say, well, actually, I have a, an issue with trans women um, uh, being able to have sport uh, with, you know, to compete, you know, like the, with the, yeah, the yeah, swimming I know what you're saying. And if, if every time someone tries to say that, they just get labelled a turf or they're called transphobic, then they can't actually express it. They can't learn. They can't get a chance to actually talk it out. Yeah. So, of course, you're going to become entrenched. So that's honestly, as I said, Gervais, he's, he's being paid. He, like, people paid to see him. 
They know he's a comedian. It's in our job description. None of us are saying, listen to my words. I am a soothsayer. I'm a prophet or a <laughs> no, politician. No, I, I hear We're you. Look, it's, just, it's, a, it. it's a very interesting conversation. And do do uh, we'd love to talk to you about it again at, at another point, Steve. Thank you very much for speaking to us. That is Steve Cummins there, comedian. Let us know what you think about it. Um, you know, as I said this morning, Nick Laird, the Northern Ireland poet, said no good comes from identity politics. Look at Northern Ireland. Um let us know. Does Ricky Gervais go too far? Is he just funny? Does he cross the line? I'd love to know what people think. 087 106 is the WhatsApp. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.